This is The Space Shot, episode 332 for April 11th, 2018. Apollo 13. I'm John Molnix. The story of Apollo 13 starts off nearly a year before the mission, in May of 1969. One of the liquid oxygen tanks was removed from the Apollo 10 command module so it could be modified. During this process, it, quote, was dropped two inches, slightly jarring an internal fill line. The tank was replaced with another for Apollo 10 and the exterior inspected. The internal fill line was not known to be damaged, and this tank was later installed on Apollo 13. Years later, in March of 1970, during a countdown demonstration for the Apollo 13 mission, engineers dealt with a problem from this tank. The oxygen tanks in the command module held liquid oxygen that was used for atmosphere in the spacecraft and were critical in the functioning of other life support and power systems in the command and service module. The Apollo 13 command module relied on fuel cells for power, so these spacecraft carried both hydrogen and oxygen tanks. One of the byproducts of these fuel cells was water, which is what the crews could drink during their mission. Here's some more on tank number 2, serial number 10024X-TA0009, the tank that ruptured on Apollo 13. Quote, inside each spherical tank, there were a quantity gauge, a thermostatically controlled heating element, and two stirring fans driven by electric motors. The fans were occasionally operated to homogenize the fuel in the tank. It tended to stratify, leading to erroneous quantity readings. All wiring inside the tank was insulated with Teflon, a fluorocarbon plastic that is ordinarily non-combustible. I'm linking to the source of this quote and others in the show notes if you're interested in reading more technical details on these tanks. Let's continue. Quote, During pre-flight testing, tank number two showed anomalies and would not empty correctly, possibly due to the damaged fill line. On the ground, the tanks were emptied by forcing oxygen gas into the tank and forcing the liquid oxygen out. In space, there was no need to empty the tanks. The heaters in the tanks were normally used for very short periods to heat the interior slightly, increasing the pressure to keep the oxygen flowing. It was decided to use the heater to, quote, boil off the excess oxygen, requiring 8 hours of 65-volt direct current power. This probably damaged thermostatically controlled switches on the heater, designed for only 28 volts. It is believed that the switches welded shut, allowing the temperature within the tank to rise to over 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. The gauges measuring the temperature inside the tank were designed to measure only to 80 degrees Fahrenheit, so the extreme heating was not noticed. The high temperature emptied the tank, but it also resulted in serious damage to the Teflon insulation on the electrical wires to the power fans within the tank. In view of the difficulty of replacing the oxygen shelf, a job that would take at least 45 hours, and the possibility that other components might be damaged in the process, and the launch delayed for a month, NASA and contractor officials decided not to replace the tanks. 
even though there was a backup window the next month. Apollo 13 lifted off on time on April 11th, 1970 at 2.13 p.m. Eastern Time. The original goal of this mission was to land in the hilly upland region of the moon, the Fraumora Highlands. The original crew members for Apollo 13 were astronauts James A. or Jim Lovell, Thomas K. Ken Mattingly, and Fred Hayes. Ken Mattingly was inadvertently exposed to the German measles in the days before launch, necessitating his replacement. This meant that John L. Jack Swigert, as he was known, became the command module pilot just days before liftoff. The crew switch at the last minute wasn't the only unexpected event for this mission. During launch, there was also a severe oscillation issue with the center engine on the second stage. Quote, Thrust chamber pressure oscillations in the center engine diverge from a level of 10 to 500 psi, peak to peak, in only three seconds. Acceleration reached 68 g's at the center engine attachment, which translated into three inches of stroke. A quick note, a stroke in this case is referring to how much the center engine pushed against the structure of the S2, the second stage of the Saturn V. The center engine was shut down by a thrust chamber pressure OK switch that sensed low average chamber pressure and initiated shutdown before any detectable failure. The vibration was confined to the center engine of the S2 stage, and the outer four engines burned extra long to make up for the center engine's early cutoff. One of the things I love about researching for this podcast is how topics seem to meld together at the most opportune times. I talked about pogo oscillation issues just a few days ago in episode 325. Thankfully, the center engine shut down without any further incident, and the outer engines were able to place the third stage into the correct orbit, sending the crew of Apollo 13 to the moon. We'll return to this mission at 55 hours, 46 minutes into the flight, the moment the tank ruptured. For the rest of today's episode, I'm including mission audio from launch up through the third stage shutdown and coast. Listen to the next 24 minutes or so if you'd like to. I'd highly recommend catching as much of it as you can. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We'll be keeping an eye on that power transfer at T-minus 50 seconds. The S-4B propellants, now all pressurized. S-4B propellants, that's the third stage of the Saturn V pressurized. One minute, 15 seconds, and counting. The spacecraft equipment now is on its own internal cooling. It's been uh, sharing its cooling from a, getting its cooling from an external power source up to this time. We're now approaching the T-minus one minute mark. T-minus one minute, T-minus one minute, and counting. Now in the final minute of our countdown, at the 30-second mark, swing arm number one will retract. T-minus 50 seconds. As we pass the T-minus 50-second mark, the power transfer takes place. First stage, second stage, third stage, and the instrument unit going to internal power. T-minus 37 seconds, and our count continues to go well. We'll be looking for an ignition of those five first stage engines at the T-minus 8.9 second mark. We've passed T-minus 30, T-minus 25 seconds and counting, and Apollo 13 is go. T-minus 20 seconds, T-minus 20 seconds and counting. 17, guidance release, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 
9, 8. Ignition sequence has started. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. We have commit and we have liftoff at 2.13. The Saturn V building up to 7.6 million pounds of thrust and it has cleared the tower. This is Mission Control Houston. We appear to have a good first stage at this point. Flight Dynamics Officer says the trajectory looks good. We show one half mile in altitude at this time. 13 Houston, go at 30 seconds. Roll complete and we're pitching. Roger that, stand by for mode one, Bravo. Mark, one Bravo. One Mark Bravo. command. Altitude 1.2 miles, velocity 1,500 feet per second. Thirteen Houston, go at one. We show the cabin relieving. Thirteen, Roger. And at one minute ten seconds, we show an altitude of four point one nautical miles. Downrange one mile. All sources continue to report we're go. The trajectory on our plot boards is right on the pre-planned -pre line. And the booster engineer reports we're now through the region of maximum dynamic pressure, and we're go. Thirteen Houston, stand by for mode one, Charlie. Mark, you're one, Charlie. Mark, one, Charlie. And thirteen, you're go for staging. Go for staging, Roger. We're EBS manual. Altitude now 17 miles, coming up on staging. Step forward. Jim Lovell reports the inboard engine has shut down as scheduled. We confirm inboard out 13, you're looking good. Roger. Coming up on 30 miles altitude. There's no ignition. Roger. Thirteen Houston, trajectory's good, thrust is good. Roger. Capcom Joe Kerwin confirming to the crew that the second stage looks good at this point. We're now 46 miles high, 70 miles, 78 miles downrange. Tower jet. We confirm skirt set. Roger, tower jet. Mode 2, Jim, looking good. Mode 2. Launch vehicle. And level reports that the guidance system is correcting the small errors. 13 Houston, guidance is good, and the CMC is go. Okay, thank you, 13, Joe. Roger.
coming up now on four minutes. We're now at an altitude of 63 miles. At four minutes, 15 seconds, the tra trajectory. In your go at four minutes, so little red lines are right on the little white lines down here. Sounds good. Velocity up now to 11,000 feet per second. That's about 36% of the amount needed for a minimum orbit. We're now 75 miles in altitude. Two hundred twenty-two miles downrange now. The uh, ECOM reports. Not five minutes. You're looking perfect. Over. Thirteen, Roger. And our ECOM reports that the cabin pressure is sealed at six point one pounds, which is normal. We're now two hundred fifty miles downrange, altitude eighty-one nautical miles. And at five minutes, 30 seconds into the launch, we continue to look very good on the second stage. Jim Lovell just reported the inboard engine is shut down as scheduled. Thirteen, Houston, standby for S4B to COI capability. S4B to COI, Roger. Roger, you've got it now, Jim. We've got S4B to COI. A booster reports that the inboard engine uh, shutdown was a bit early. Uh, we're continuing to burn on the uh, four outboard engines. 13. Go ahead, Dave. And uh, Houston, what's the story on engine five? Jim, uh, Houston, we don't have a story on why the inboard out was uh, early, but the uh, other engines are go and you're go. Roger. At six minutes, 40 seconds. Still looking good. Your gimbals are good. Trim is good. Roger. Thirteen, Houston. Level sense arm time, eight plus three, eight. Nominal. S2 cutoff time, niner plus four, eight. Over. Roger. Nominal on the level sense arm, niner, four, eight on the uh, S2 cutoff. That's affirmative, and stand by for S-4B to orbit. Mark, you have S-4B to orbit, Jim. Roger, we have S-4B to orbit. We still have four good engines on the Saturn second stage. We show an altitude of 96 nautical miles, 545 downrange. And at 7 minutes 45 seconds, booster reports we are go. All four engines remaining uh, looking good.
the early shutdown of the center engine uh, would, would cause no problem. We would burn a little bit longer than normally scheduled. Houston looking good at eight minutes. 13, Roger. And at 8 minutes 17 seconds, we show a velocity of 18,000 feet per second. That's about 71% of the amount needed for a minimal orbit. At 8 minutes 35 seconds, continuing to burn on the second stage, all four remaining engines looking good at this point. Apollo 13, Houston, mark level sense arm. Mark level sense arm, Roger. Apollo 13, Houston, at nine minutes, your go. The CMC is go. Okay, Joe. 13, Roger. Our predicted shutdown time on the second stage is 9 minutes 48 seconds. Flight Director Milton Wendler getting a staging status now from his flight controllers. 13 Houston, you are go for staging. 13 Roger, go for staging. Apollo 13, Houston, stand by for Mode 4 capability. Mark, you have Mode 4, Jim. Mode 4, Roger. Staging. And level report staging. And S4 ignition, Houston. Roger that, Jim. Thrust looks good. Roger. Thirteen Houston, you're looking good. Trajectory guidance, CMC are all go. Thank you, Joe. And at ten minutes thirty seconds, we are now one hundred two miles in altitude, one thousand eighty miles downrange. Thirteen Houston at eleven minutes. Your go. Predicted cutoff on the S four B is twelve plus three four over. Apollo 13, uh, Houston, your go at 11 and a half, and predicted cutoff time is 12 plus 3-4, over. Understand, 12 plus 3-4, predicted cutoff time. That's affirmed.
coming up on 12 minutes, still looking good. We're standing by now for a crew report of third stage shutdown. Seco. Copy Seco, Jim. We're looking at the disky. Roger. And the flight dynamics officer says at first glance we look good on the orbit. Apollo 13 Houston, you have a go orbit all sources and the booster is safe, over. Go orbit and the booster is safe. Thank you, Joe. Don't mention it. Thirteen Houston, we copy your noun forty four. Yep. Okay, Joe. The booster engineer reports at this time that the S four B third stage looks good. Uh, being configured now for orbital operations. We're standing by for a confirmation from the flight dynamics officer of our preliminary orbit. 